0: Welcome, you're listening to A Little Podcasting with Fiona Gerpin, Principal Consultant from Little Things Consulting in Launceston, Tasmania. Fiona also has with her a black rescue cat Annie. Ciao everyone, it's Fiona here from A Little Podcasting and you're listening to Episode 4, which I have called Beyond the Numbers, On the Road to Achieving Public Value in Community Support Organisations... Now what I'm going to be talking about today was actually the early work that I did when I was doing a professional doctorate in health where I looked at the public value of services and looking at not just the numbers but the quality of the services. Many services are required to measure targets as part of their funding agreement. Some services go beyond that and like to measure the quality. And essentially what we're talking about is quality versus quantity. You know, it's so easy to count the numbers of people that are using a service, but it's so much more revealing to look at the, the quality of that service and the effect it's had on its users. I've come to understand the importance of quality over quantity quite intimately, especially back in... 2016, when I had breast cancer treatment. When I actually presented this talk for the first time, I was bald as a badger, halfway through chemo and wearing a wig. And I traveled to Melbourne to deliver this, which for me was a real moment of triumph given everything I was going through. And I used that experience to really highlight for people the importance of the quality of services delivered not so much the quantity. I was certainly getting the quantity but I was also getting the quality and how important that was. A lot of work has actually been conducted in the area of quality in healthcare, and I believe that much of that work is quite transferable to community support organisations and when I refer to community support organisations I'm actually referring to services that seek to improve emotional well-being and quality of life such as family and domestic violence services, enabled houses, sexual assault support services, family support services and counselling services. The reason I've chosen to focus in this area is that I've previously managed state government contracts with disability and community services in Tasmania and I've worked directly with clients as well in the community sector over the years and what I've come to understand is that the work that is done to assist individuals to improve their lives is not captured by the numbers alone but it goes beyond those digits. And what I want to talk about today is how I believe we can achieve a better understanding of service quality in the community services sector by applying what I call a public value framework when assessing service outcomes. I want to share a quote with you from Murr and Bennett from 2014, published in The Compass, your guide to social impact measurement. Together, we've created a social purpose system that has good intentions but more often focuses, counts and funds what and how much we do rather than whether we are making a difference. We need to know if we are better off. I really like this quote because I think it really describes why it's so important to look at the quality and not just how many people are coming through the door. And that's where I believe public value can provide a different lens on looking at outcomes in community services sector because quality should always come before quantity. What is public value? People often ask me this question when I talk about public value. So public value is really essentially the value for the public or for the citizens. And public value of service delivery is really about the experience and the impact that goes beyond that individual and the support provided. So really understanding how valuable the services that are delivered are to the public as a whole and to citizens not just what they actually want but what they actually need. Public value used to be a government term. It was developed by a gentleman by the name of Moore and the idea initially was around building trust in government services because it's government's responsibility to produce public value through the services they provide and usually we see that in healthcare, education, the justice system etc. However many of the services that governments used to provide have been outsourced to the private sector especially in Tasmania. You know we've seen a lot of this happening certainly in the disability sector more than anything. And therefore, what we're seeing is that if the government aren't delivering a lot of services that they used to, that it used to be classed as services that should be providing value to the public through government money, they are now being delivered in the, the private sector, then therefore, the public value is essentially being transferred from the public to the private sphere. And for the public value is now the responsibility of many private sector organisations or community organisations that deliver those services on behalf of the government using government funding. (laughs) I wanted to clarify what I mean when I talk about public and private services. So when I'm talking about public services, I'm talking about government delivered services and private services are non-government delivered services. And often the community sector is called the non-government sector or the not-for-profit sector. And so that's what I refer to when I talk about community support services. From all the research that I did in this area, it came very clear to me that the private sector is in a very good position to deliver public value for the services that are funded by the government and in many ways are better positioned to do so because they are able to be a lot more flexible around meeting the needs of individuals. They don't have those political climate constraints that come with government and they don't have to worry about that broader responsibility to the people that government has. So essentially they can focus on their area of expertise and focus on delivering those services. I think the main limitation would be the uncertainty of funding. So in some cases that can really impact on um, the longevity and the capacity of a service if they don't know whether the funding is going to continually be renewed. And I suppose that's why you know measuring and really understanding the importance of a service is so important. So if that can be demonstrated to government, then ongoing funding is much more likely than if it's not able to be demonstrated. So public value can be used to identify the value services provide to the public. And this can be done by asking the questions and evaluating whether the outcome was positive. So I actually developed a framework which I will share on my social media sites and really what that looked at was what are the questions that would need to be asked to really look at the quality of a service and really determine the public value so there were four regions that i decided on and they were initially they were government community sector organizations the service provider and the consumer so for government the a positive outcome would look like value for money and for the community sector as a whole so that's looking at all community sector organizations as a whole group. And for them, it was more about improving community functioning. So are we making a difference? For service providers, they can ask the question, did we deliver an ethical service with integrity? And that's really the key for for community sector organisations. And for consumers, it was, did the service I receive improve my wellbeing? And for them, that would be improved wellbeing would be a positive outcome. So these four questions really are just very broad questions that can be used and broken down to come up with more questions to canvas a certain idea and understand the quality of a service. One of the things that we need to be mindful of though is that when you're building public value there is one major key component that these questions don't capture and, and simply cannot capture and that is trust. Trust is the key component of public value. You could provide the best quality service in the world but if you're not a trusted Service or a trusted organisation, then the public value is simply not there. And when you think about the origins of this term, it came from government. You think about the behaviour of governments either today or previously. If you don't trust a government, even if they do something good, you don't value what they've done. And I can think of a million examples where that might have happened. So trust is the key component. So other than just developing the quality it's important to also develop the trust in your organization so that people can truly rely on what you're doing and truly believe in what you're doing and that is that is an essential component so how do we identify the public value i guess it's with measuring outcomes and Measuring outcomes has really become the, the buzz term of the day, I think. It certainly was when I wrote this and it certainly is still today. So let's talk about outcome measurement and what that might look like. I want to give you an example. So this is an example that I drew on as a contract manager with the state government and it is purely an example but I've used my experience to pad it out. So a small family violence service who received government funding of approximately 300000 per year would like to explore the following. They want to better understand how to improve their services. They want to be able to demonstrate quality to their funder and they want to produce evidence to apply for other funding applications. So when we consider this example, what do we need to think about? So how can they improve their services? How can they demonstrate to their funder that they're a quality service? And how do they market themselves when they're applying for other funding? So from a consumer perspective, they need to consider, are they improving the well-being of consumers? And they could do that through surveys, through client interviews, through understanding the experiences of the people that attend their service. And that could be the individuals or it could be their carers as well. As a service, they need to look at the qualities of the services delivered. Sometimes looking at how many complaints and how many compliments are also essential as well as the surveying of consumers. From the perspective of the community services sector, it's very much about improved community functioning. Now, the difficulty is, is that's kind of hard to measure because really what you're looking at is the well-being of individuals, improved as a whole, as a community. Has there been a reduction in domestic violence? And that is quite hard to measure. But sometimes places like neighbourhood houses are really good at capturing that because they do see large portions of the communities. From a government perspective, it's very much about value for money. You know, if they are funding a service, they wanna know they're getting a value. They wanna know that the service is competitive, that they're good value, both financially and of quality, and that the evidence is there to prove that. So how does this then relate back to public value? When you think about public value, you can think about four areas in terms of how to demonstrate public value. The what, the why, The how and the when. So the what is, what information can provide an understanding of public value? Why is that information useful? How can this be collected and collated by the service? And the when. When is the best time to undertake this task of collecting this information? When you think about feedback, feedback can provide the service with individual level understanding of how that person has improved. Public value is really that next step. So it's not just what's happening at the individual level, but it's the impact of the improvement in that individual that has led on to improve the value to the public because that person's wellbeing has improved. So, for example, an individual attends a domestic violence service and is assisted with counselling and court support and the individual is satisfied with the service they received. And this is where the feedback would cease. However, when we look at the public value, we want to know what happened as a result of the service received beyond the individual. Did the person have better health outcomes as a result of improved well-being and coping? Therefore, long-term effects of violence were reduced and therefore health costs were also reduced. It may be that uh, the person has more capacity to parent because of the support they've received, lowering their um, stress levels and depression. It may be that they're able to form better relationships with other people. They may have less difficulty accessing employment because they are more well-adjusted and therefore aren't as heavily impacted in their day-to-day lives. So public value was really, like I said, that next step. It's not just the actual service, but what are the other impacts beyond the support that's received? So public value is an interesting topic and it was something that I actually started doing my doctorate on Um, initially back in 2016 however I chose not to continue with that um, last year after uh, quite a demanding job but what I did do is develop a framework for public value which I've talked about today and what I'll do is I will put up a blog post on my website that shows you the diagram and what I've talked about today to give you some understanding of a visual picture of public value the other thing you'll find on my website is also and I might share a link on the blog as well the article that I wrote with my lecturers at the time my supervisors for my doctorate which was published in the international journal for health management at the end of 2018 which was a really exciting it was my first journal publication I want to finish up by leaving you with a quote. We live in a world where accountability has become an institution and where what gets measured gets valued. I think it's important to remember that if we can't measure it, we can't show value in it. So regardless of whether you work in a small business that sells pancakes or a large business that sells mining equipment or whether you're a community service that provides counselling, you need to be able to show and demonstrate the work that you do and the value that you provide thanks for listening that's all i have for you today and i hope you enjoyed this podcast on public value i hope to have you join me again next time thanks for listening